Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Um, in today's episode, episode 62 of the show, we talk a little bit about everything. Uh, we actually start with a little discussion on The Ultimate Fighter, a, a TV show that I started watching and we both have watched in the past. And we talk about the um, athleticism that's required for fighting and rolling and, and, and mixed martial arts in general. And it's, it's a pretty good discussion. We kind of revisit that a few times throughout today. Um, we also talk about how Mitch's back is, is recovering and healing and the steps he's taking to do that the right way. Um, as of yesterday, the Ohio 70.3 athlete guide was made available. So now that we're less than two and a half weeks away, we can finally see the athlete guide. Brief discussion on that. Uh, along those lines, we also talk a little bit about taper and what a taper looks like in terms of training, what a taper looks like in terms of um, almost like a mental refresher or a mental taper as well. And, and, and things that I can do moving forward to make sure that I am tapering both physically and mentally. Um, and then lastly, <clears throat> we talk about how athletes can come in many different shapes and sizes. I'm not going to give too much away on that one, but it's one that's very non-traditional and you're going to want to listen to the entire show so you can catch that discussion at the end. But again, thanks for listening. This is episode 62. And guys, real quick, um, if you want to reach out to us at all, you always can drop us a comment at hillpursuit at gmail.com. Uh, start a conversation, ask a question, give some feedback. That's our email address, hillpursuit.com. You can access the daily blog. This and all other podcast episodes are also listed there. Um, and then lastly, find us on social. Okay, at Hill Pursuit, we would love to connect with you. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. That's all for now. Enjoy the, enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, man? How are we doing? Good, brother. How are you? Doing good. A little, I'm a little tired this morning. Not gonna lie, an early, uh, early July morning. I know, six a.m. isn't like crazy early or anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tired. I'm feeling good, but I'm, I am pretty tired. Yeah. Did you, for this, or you got it later today? No, I didn't do anything yet. I have a, um, I have a two-hour run today, so. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's my last big run. I might have like an hour, hour 15, but this is like the, I'm pretty sure it's the last like planned intentional tempo run. Um, so tried to, I, I had an early day planned anyway. So this, the, you know, this isn't like a, this isn't like inconvenient or anything and 6am is plenty, but um, yeah, slept in until now. Sometimes I'm up and moving by five, but, um, yeah, but that's, what's on the list for, for me today. What's on the list for you today? Yeah, just, uh, a deadlift yesterday and did some pressing. So today's more just, uh, probably some sled work and nothing, uh, nothing real crazy. Um, maybe roll tonight. I don't know yet. Nice. Got, got the other day um pans out a little bit got some stuff to do and i'm um, yeah. hoping, hoping to get there but um got some other stuff going on too 
and just like sometimes life happens. So we'll see how that works out. So nothing, nothing real wild to report on over here. Dude, speaking of uh, jujitsu and rolling around, I started watching. There's a new season of um, The Ultimate Fighter. Oh, is it really? That's a blast. You ever get into that? That's a blast from the past for me, man. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't think I've watched it because I haven't really had cable in such a long time. But um, it's on – what's it on? It's on ESPN Plus. Okay. And that that came with uh, the Hulu that we bought. Okay. We have Hulu. We don't have cable. And um, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's – I think the last season I watched was – um the ronda rousey misha tate season which i literally had to look up how long ago that was it's it was like season 18 and now they're on like season 30 is pretty crazy so um but yeah dude it's it's intense those people are super super fit the training they do is wild yeah Uh, yeah it's great though i really like it i know you'd like it too that's why why it used to be really Back like when it even like first started, um, like uh, the Forrest Griffin fight. When, he's uh, uh, he's kind of like hosting it this year. He's the man. Yeah, he's pretty cool. My favorites. Um, yeah, I don't have cable either, so I uh, I'm kind of in the same boat you were in for for a long time. And it was, it was always it was always fun. I mean, it's pretty cool how they they you know give them the opportunity and those those dudes. Well, I guess they have women now too, which is cool. They they just duke it out, man. Yeah, they had uh, they have heavyweights and heavyweight men and flyweight female, so it's all in the same season. It's pretty cool, and I mean, everyone's incredible. It it's definitely entertaining, that's for sure. But um, what else is going on? Um, how has training been going? Deadlifted yesterday, and you texted me the other day. I meant to ask you um, when you were doing some back squats and in Mitchie's garage gym, but how's your back been feeling? It's going good. Um, yeah. I capped my deadlift, uh, um, my deadlift at five yesterday, like no matter how good I felt, I was only, uh, it was, a it was the last, it was the PR set for a five, three, one, the five, three, one week. So I like 95% of my training max. Yeah. Intended. You, know, you try to push that last set. But um, I'm pretty much only capping my deadlifts and squats at five reps, no matter how good I feel, just to uh, not, not kind of not uh, get not rehash anything or get something, you know. And plus, like I said, I didn't have a lot of time yesterday, so and that's what happened before. I didn't have a lot of time to get a real good warm up in. Honestly, my warm up yesterday was just a bunch of singles on the deadlift. Um, and I just did. Uh, I don't even know. Just. I would do I did probably about 10 singles at just like 135 and then I bumped up to like 225 and just did a bunch of singles um and then I started getting into my working sets a little bit I think I might have jumped up to a little bit higher in the twos and then I started my working sets and um yeah like I said I only capped it at five for my last set and it was nothing nothing super heavy um I think it was only like 340 so I just hit that for five and, and called it. Well, that's good. I mean, from time to time, I forget to ask you, but from time to time, 
you know, when we talk about what we're doing or you send me a quick text, uh, it always crosses my mind and I forgot to ask you recently. So it's good to hear that it's, uh, it's going all right. And you're taking some, a little bit of precaution at least and, and waiting until things are, things are better. Yeah. Like it feels great. I'm having no issues, but you know, it's kind of, exactly. You know, it's uh, kind of like the first time I'm back on a, a pushing things a little bit. So just kind of trying to ease it back in. So nice. see. Nice. You feel? <clears throat> no, I feel good. Um, so I guess I'm probably tired because um, I was, I was kind of by myself, like most of the day yesterday with the girls. And that's just sometimes is a really, really long day, but um, yeah. So I was, you know, on parenting duty while my wife was working most of most of the evening didn't get home till close to nine so that's really it it's not like my training has me tired or anything it really doesn't but um yeah dude training is going really really well I was in the pool two days ago and you know I hadn't swam on vacation at all back when we talked about that and I was okay with that because I was doing a lot of like swim specific strength stuff and um I was feeling good coming back and got in the water and have just been like feeling great um so I'm really encouraged by my swim right now um I just had like a 3300 meter session which is a long session because the entire swim of a 70.3 is only 2000 meters. So, you know, you're putting in intervals over, you know, over the entire volume that's required and all of those intervals are hard, you know? So I feel really strong right now in the water and I feel like there's potential that I could um, have a really, really great swim like I did at Eagle man, which would be awesome. I would love that. But Ironically, it's um, it's weird because I'm you know I have a my family has a house, a lake house out in the town for Ohio seventy point three the same town, and um, we were out there this past weekend on the boat, and the water temperature was like eighty one, and that's very warm, which I means. See you can't wear a wetsuit for the swim. So, because it's too warm. Um, Wetsuit legal is 76.2 degrees or under. If it's between 76.2 and like, it's like 83 something, it's called wetsuit optional. And if you you, um, still wanna wear your wetsuit, you're allowed but then you have to start behind everybody else and you're not eligible for like placements or things like that. So, um, and then after 83, if it's any higher, it's like prohibited because your core temp could rise too high. And of course you'd have, you're at risk for some, some adverse cardiac event or whatever. So it's looking like there's not going to be a wetsuit and I'm fine with that. It's just going to make the swim a little bit slower. It'll probably make transition a little bit faster because you don't have to peel off a wetsuit. So 
give or take it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter to me. My swim feels strong enough. I don't feel like I need the wetsuit at all, but I just know it's going to scare a lot of people. So I'm curious to see how that, see how that goes because, um, a lot of people don't train the swim quite enough to feel comfortable without their wetsuit. So I'm curious to just kind of see how that plays out, but, um, Running, running has been going pretty well. Um, same kind of deal. I've been doing mainly like smaller intervals after really, really extended warmups. Um, so like I had a, what I have, I think I had a 75 minute run the other day. My working intervals were like three to five minutes. That's it. Like pretty hard, um, which is great. I love that. That's like my sweet spot stuff. So um, I, you know, my run has been feeling pretty strong. Today's long run is, is more steady. It's supposed to be a negative split. So starting super, super light, like almost as slow as I possibly can, but with a normal running gait and then picking up to a tempo pace and then pushing for the last 30 minutes. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, for the most part, running has been pretty strong. Uh, you know, speaking to that point too, um, it's, it has potential to be really, really humid at this race too. So, you know, that changes absolutely everything. And, you know, the run can turn into one minute slower per mile, you know, than you want it to be, or 90 seconds slower per mile than you want it to be. So, Mentally, you kind of have to deal with that. It's like, you know, you have a time in mind and you want a PR, but you can't just go after it based on, you know, it depends on the situation of the day and the, the temperature, the humidity. And so, I mean, there's a lot that goes into that, but I'm anticipating a pretty hot and humid run just because I was out there again this weekend and got in a run and it was only like 72 when I was running 72 degrees, but it was very, very still and extremely humid. And it was smoking. It felt really hot. So, I mean, if it even gets over 80 and it's humid, uh, it we're in for it. You know, it could, it could be, it could be a really tough run. So um, it's kind of nice because I'm, I was out at the lake this past weekend. I got two rides in. I got two runs in. I got to swim in. Like, I actually, it, they weren't really, like, hard training sessions at all. They were all easy. But just to, like, be out there in the environment, I think it was pretty good. And I'm going out, I'm going out again this weekend to ride the entire course. So um, I'll, I'll get on my bike at the time of – uh, at the time that the bike is going to start and I'll just ride the whole course and I have a little bit of a run off the bike, but, um, my cycling, I think is, is pretty strong. If I had to pick something that's like not improving and just kind of feels like it is what it is, it's probably my cycling, but I feel like my cycling is really strong. So improving in such short time periods is, it doesn't happen regularly when you know all the time so um that's I mean that's 
a good summary of, of kind of where my training's at. I'm still lifting like four days a week. Um, I'm probably next week. I'm, I'm exactly two weeks out next week. So I'll probably cut the next week back to like just twice. And then race week, I'll just hit some super light stuff just one time, just as something to like, just mentally, just because I love doing it and just kind of something different. So I'm definitely going to pull it back, but I'm still going to lift a few more times this week and then drop that a little bit just so I can focus a little bit more. But um, the athlete guide just got posted yesterday. And typically the athlete guide gets posted six weeks out from a race. And it's only like two weeks and like three days away. So everyone was kind of freaking out. Like, why is the athlete guide taking so long to come out? Um, People were kind of wondering if there was like a, a logistical issue with like parking or shuttle buses or permits in the city for space to do things I don't know but turns out there you know there were no issues it's just a brand new race venue so it just took them a while um the race starts at 6 a.m though so that's pretty that's a little different because in the past races have started at like 7 a.m so um I think that's probably good in terms of the temperature though so um it's pro- I don't know if it's good in terms of the swim. If It depends on how the wind is blowing, but it's possible that the swim could be choppy that early in the morning. Um, but anyway, that was nice. I kind of I read through that a little bit last night. No real surprises. Um, what's kind of cool is the, the transition area. I hope this is cool. It looks cool. The transition area is all pavement it looks like it's in a massive parking lot or like a marina, um, like a parking lot of a marina. Mm. And most of the transition areas that I've actually, not most, all of them that I've done have been um, in grass, like big grass fields. And it's, it's like, it's hard to say how this will be set up, but it looks like it's gonna be a faster transition um, one, because you're on pavement, you're not like trudging through other people's mud as they're coming out of the water. You know what I mean? So it looks like it'll be quicker in that sense, but it also looks like it's more condensed and there's less real estate to travel from swim to transition, um, and then out of transition. So it looks like transitions could be pretty quick, which is great because, my last race, the transition area was just massive, so humongous. And it wasn't just humongous. There were like weird lanes that you had to, that you had to come in the lane and then you had to travel the entire way around transition to get in on the other side. It was the same for everybody. That wasn't the issue. It was just like, you're like running for three minutes with your bike in your bike shoes in grass just to get into the transition area so transition is automatically like at least three minutes and 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 you're running for three minutes right so you're not you're running without even being on the run course i mean it was it it felt 
pretty long, but I'm hoping that transition can be tightened a little bit. I don't really think I have anything else major to report from the athlete guide. Everything else is pretty standard. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. You got anything? Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I could definitely obviously see that being a positive, you know, definitely a little bit more mentally just knowing, you yeah. know, crazy, you know, haul, like a little, even like a little bit of a haul at that point. All your, I think all your energy is valuable. Um, so if you can just kind of dump off and swap out, it's probably just like a, probably just a mental break too. You know, man, I never, probably something to look forward to that you didn't have before. So that'll be cool. I'm, I'll be excited to see how that turns out. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I imagine, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine being on blacktop is also going to be quicker. Um, you know, your footing is going to be a lot more stable, but you know, the bike is the bike itself. You can push faster and mm -hmm. like smoother on blacktop. Um, and like, I, you know, I'm out in that area every couple of weeks over the summer. So I know what those parking lots look like. Mm. They're not humongous. So that could be either a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, if they're cramming 2,500 athletes into small parking lots, that could end up being logistical, you know, logistically an issue. But if the parking lot's not super big and it doesn't feel swamped, then I think that transition could be pretty fast. So that's what I'm hoping because I, I don't know if my, obviously I don't know if my fitness has changed a whole lot in six weeks between races, but I can have a better game plan for this race, which I'm, you know, I'm still feeling that out. And then I can also shorten transitions. Mm -hmm. um, even, even if my fitness is unchanged in six weeks, having a better game plan and shortening transitions, you can still improve your time. Um, but I do think that my fitness has changed a little bit in six weeks, hopefully uh, maybe just enough to perform a little bit better. I know we talked about hopefully like 520 being a goal, but you know, I don't know if that's, I felt like it was doable last race. So I imagine if just some small tweaks, it's probably yeah. doable, especially if I can shorten transition just kind of by default without even really trying. So hopefully that happens, but um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. I have a, uh, yeah, that, that big long ride this weekend. And then at that point being two weeks out, pretty much going into a, almost an automatic ta <clears throat> taper, if not like a hard taper within the middle of next week. So um, how do you feel about tapers for, events different types of events right i know you don't do like endurance stuff but like what you know what's your experience with a taper as it relates to you know maybe like some some lifting or just big competitive events or like a wrestling match back in high school like what did it look like or yeah so high school and college i'm sure you had some pretty structured did you have structured like tapers or reductions of intensity and volume and as a college wrestler yeah like i said i didn't wrestle real long college but yeah uh, you know even then though um wrestling is like a hard sport to to kind of look at that because you wrestle so frequent you yeah. know yeah i i just have a day where you go in um 
and you just drop the intensity. It's like, it's, it's kind of one or the other in wrestling. Sometimes if you need a, if you need the, if your team, if you can tell they're gassed, um, I'd like just personal experience. It was either one or the other, you know, practice would be, you know, super light. Maybe, you know, they, it would be a little bit longer of a practice or an average length practice, but the, the intensity would be super light. Maybe we wouldn't, sometimes we would just do stuff that doesn't even pertain to wrestling. Um, just kind of give the mental aspect a break too, or we would just do some technical work. Um, or we would do the opposite. It would be a, um, we would drill super hard, but it would only be like a 40 minute drill session. You know, it was just, the time would be cut. Keep, keep the intensity, but drop the duration. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, so there wasn't like a week long taper or anything. It was just, it would just kind of fluctuate within like a week, you know? Yeah. Um, like a match Wednesday. Um, usually Tuesday was just like a heavy drill. Um, Thursday, usually more of a heavy practice. Friday, heavy drill out. And then tournament, tournament Saturday. And, uh, you know, who knows how much you're going to wrestle then. And then Sunday, um, usually kind of do your own thing if you need to work, work. If not, kind of recover. And then um, and then it all just starts again, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, you know going back to ultimate fighter it's not like they have uh you know three weeks to prep for one fight and where they can actually plan you know four or five days of an actual taper and reducing things and dropping the intensity of some drills and you know the timing of and volume of things like with wrestling at least from my experience in high school not even close to i'm sure what you experienced but you're right. I mean, you, you kind of wrestle whenever and matches can be whenever. So it's not like you have three weeks in between matches at most you have like four or five days, you know, probably the most, uh, probably the most like taper, especially, you know, probably getting ready for like the end of the season tournament, you know, whether it's, uh, you're in high school and you have States or, you know, you're in college and you have your, you like a conference meet or, and then you go for, you know, if you're you qualify for nationals that's probably where you probably taper the most you know leading into those you usually wrestle your last match and then maybe like a week or two in between the, your last normal season match and getting ready for you know quote-unquote postseason wrestling um so there might be um a little bit of a time to taper for that you know maybe that last week you know um you're probably traveling in there too to get where you need to wrestle. Um, or I mean, this is any sport, you know, you'd be those last few days are used to, to travel. And then, you know, whether it's football and you're doing like a, a walk through somewhere um, or, you know, I know wrestling, we used to get in the venue sometimes the night before and maybe go through a drilling session. Um, they'd open it up and you'd, you know, maybe just get, get a sweat going and then go back ready to hit it the next day. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, real quick, speaking of college wrestling, did you see that um, Penn State extended Kale? No, I didn't. I mean, I mean yeah. Why? yeah. Anyway, so he'll be around for quite a while. Why, but, why, why wouldn't they? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Pay him whatever he wants. But anyway, um, so you mentioned something quick about it, just like a mental taper. And I've been thinking about this, too, in, you know, over this past week. 
really that's the only time I started thinking about it, but it's kind of ironic that you brought it up. I'm kind of curious how you think that looks or what that has looked like for you in the past in terms of like reducing outside stress and just kind of honing in and focusing a little bit more. What does that look like for you? I have some ideas of like what I might do for somewhat of like a mental taper and kind of relaxing a little bit, but you mentioned it. So what, you know, what has that looked like for you or what should it look like? Yeah. Like, so for me, especially like now in this point, um, you know, say, um, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, say it's, uh, you know, for me, it's like a great, uh, a deload week. I'll still probably be on the barbell, but I'm not afraid to, you know, say like I've been doing a lot of sled work. Maybe I'll throw on a pack and go for a walk, you know, maybe, uh, or on a hike, something like that. Something where I'm still moving or like I'll, I'll use my conditioning as like maybe scouting for animals, like deer season's coming up. I'll get out in the woods. Um, I'll put on like a pack and go, you know, set some trail cameras, check them, pull cards, um, stuff like that. You know, something where I'm, tr I'm getting some work in, but my mind's not necessarily on, you know, this has to be done in this X amount of time. Or, nice. Or yeah. I'm not following a clock. I'm just kind of, I'm doing something, you know, you know, work without the thought is kind of like my thing. Yeah. Kind of like disguising it as, something that's not training but still just like doing a little bit of work exactly you know i'm still yeah. working still working something that i technically would have intent but i'm doing i'm just doing something else i enjoy you know yeah sweet so mm -hmm. i've been thinking about that myself and i'm i'm gonna try to read i'm gonna try to finish reading um cam haynes endure book okay during, during probably the next two weeks starting next week because I've kind of been away from it a little bit just being busy with work stuff and I'm trying to get ahead so I can not have extra outside stress but yeah yeah I think that's a big one too yeah so I'm gonna try to you know take my brain off of like too much work and try to do a little bit more like just reading for pleasure if I can. And not just nothing though. Not that, not that I think you can't read whatever you want when that's happening, but I'm going to try to read, you know, motivational stuff related to exercise. I mean, Cam Haynes, Cam Haynes is a, uh, you know, pretty crazy dude when it comes to endurance sports and obviously hunting. So it's going to be fun stuff to read and it's going to be hopefully motivational. So, that's what I, I plan to finish that book and then just try to like eliminate other distractions like um, maybe social media for a little bit. That doesn't really distract me too much, but that kind of stuff or like TV shows or, you know, whatever, just try to read or something and almost just not really meditate. I'm not really someone who meditates, but really just think about how I want the day to go, how I want the race to go. And um, I think that can really go a long way, um, you know, kind of visualizing how you want everything to go. Like, yeah. when are you waking up? What are you eating? What time are you showing up? 
um, what needs to be brought into transition that morning, what prep do you have to do on your bike? Um, you know, what, how smooth do you want transition one to go? What do you need to do during transition two? How hard are you going to, you know, you have so many different things to think about. I mean, you got a five to six hour race. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to think about. So, um, you know, kind of just going through some of those steps, I think in my head is also beneficial. And, um, you know, I plan to do that for a significant amount of time over the next two weeks as well. But I think that's a good one, like something like a hike in the woods or, or something fun, like maybe taking the girls to a park and going for a walk that we haven't really gone to a whole lot or that we haven't gone to at all, you know, something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of stuff, I think, can, can go a long way, almost like disguising it, but still getting outside, getting some sun and still, you know, working up a little bit of a sweat or something um, for sure is, is what, is what I'm going to hope to be doing over the next two weeks. Um, I want to circle back some real quick. Um, yeah. We were talking, you talked, you brought up the ultimate fighter. Um, I think I texted you this too. Me and my wife went to a rodeo um, last weekend. And I haven't yeah. been to, I haven't been to one in a little bit. You want to talk about athletes, man, um, bro. It's insane. Yeah. Um, not even, you know, a lot of them are probably just, I think just not just, but um, I mean, they're ranchers or they're cowboys and that's their job, but then they rodeo on the side. Um, but there's definitely uh, the one guy, the actually the announcer was from Texas and he brought a kid that just turned 18, just pulled his pro card for bull riding. And um, that he brought him with, he ended up, he drew a bull that has never been ridden before. And, um, he got, he didn't ride all eight. Um, but man, like you see these ropers and, the uh, um, so I don't know how familiar you are with rodeo. Are you at all? Um, not, not familiar outside of like what you see on TV. Like I've never experienced it in person or anything. So, so there's like a, you know, like a calf wrestling event, right? So essentially you have a, you have a calf bull in the middle of a shoot. And then you have a, a guy on a horse on one side and a guy on a horse on the right side. They let the calf out in the middle. And um, it's a team event. So it was like, if you're on a horse and I'm on a horse, you would be released like to the right of me. You, it's all, and I'm not real, I'm just, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of how I interpret what happened. I never did it before. So one guy on the horse, it seems like his responsibility is to keep that calf in between you and your other rider. The other rider literally dumps off of his horse to get on this cast and that you, I think you're, I don't know if you have to roll it, but you literally wrestle it to the ground, but you're full sprint on this horse and wow. you dump off right on this animal's back. <laughs> wow. Like, one it's mentally insane. And two, you know, the timing has to be incredible. And Dude, then, I, sense. and yeah, it, it is. And three, just the toughness. You know, these do like, there's there's some that you they dumped off their horse and just totally missed. Yeah. And you're just eating it. I mean, uh, luckily, I know you're falling on sand, but I don't I would like to know how fat how many miles per hour your horse gets up to before you even actually spill off the thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then just like the roping, um, you know, you're they're they're roping as they're moving on a horse. It's it's pretty incredible. It was it yeah. was pretty. 
So yeah, that's, that's sweet, dude. That's a great point. I, I just kind of jotted that down. Like, dude, athletes come in many shapes and sizes. You have no clue, like how, what athleticism is required for different tasks that maybe you have no experience with, right? Like I have no experience with that, but that mm-hmm. like hearing you explain that is super intense. Oh, well, yeah, it's like 12 seconds or whatever, however long it is, it just, you know, a hundred percent, well, it's like focus and yeah. just it, physical intensity. Absolutely. Yeah, that is super intense. My rodeo experience <laughs> extends to uh, the TV show Yellowstone and that's about it. <laughs> great show, great show. I can't uh, It's a great out. show. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, it's a they're show. Now so. it's another season. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty juiced for it. So. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. yeah that was, that was a cool show but it's still a show so i don't really have any experience with any of it <laughs> yeah and i mean just uh i mean like the, the bronco the bronc riders and um the bull riding i mean just i, I mean to stay on something like that i mean those bulls are over a thousand pounds at least and you know they're yeah. jumping twisting and you're <clears> literally <throat> you're moving it, it's insane I, and i think just Obviously, they're athletes, but just the toughness, I think that's probably the most, um, the grit. That's just, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if there's a sport you can really relate to. I mean, one dude, the bull literally laid on him. He got crushed, gets up, like, keels over at the gate. Um, and a, a rule is, like, if I think if the bull lays down, you get another ride. <laughs> he, he rode again. <laughs> even though <laughs> like, it laid down on him. Yeah, he got, yeah, it was on him. He gets, he's like the last ride again. He like gets in the chute and he rides again. <laughs> like these, it's insane, man. It's that crazy. Is, that's wild. That's a different world that uh, I have zero experience with or zero even exposure to. That's, that's intense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, encourage people to, to look yeah. that stuff. It's, it's pretty cool. I think it's definitely like a, I feel like a world that doesn't get explored enough by like uh like people in the fitness, I don't, know, I don't even want to say fitness, but people that, you know, follow different kinds of sports, you know, um, you know, it's kind of like falls in like the realm of like, you know, like base jumping or stuff like that. Something you would only even like normally think of like dudes that are just people that are just probably insane, but you know, good athletes, but you don't, you don't even kind of just flies by the, yeah. the way I kind of the type thing. Yeah. Just cause it's not in the mainstream. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so well, that's pretty cool. No, dude, that's that, yeah, that's absolutely sick. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything else. What about you? Yeah, no, that's uh, that was that was pretty much it. You know, I think just a, a good recap of kind of what's going on. Hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah some, some stuff will come up. Yeah, well, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Um, this was episode 62. Find us on social at Hill Pursuit. Uh, the website, hillpursuit.com, the daily blog, and you can contact us there, find all other podcast episodes. Um, and then, of course, if you want to start a conversation, hillpursuit at gmail.com, send us an email. Um, we'd love to have a chat, get some feedback, like, subscribe to all our stuff. We have YouTube now as well. That's Hill Pursuit, of course. So find all those things, um, check it out, like, share, subscribe, and, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you.